0: And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Thursday, November the 21st, 2019, in the year of our Lord. Today in 1620, the leaders of the Mayflower Expedition, that's the boat, you know, leaders of the Mayflower Expedition, they framed the Mayflower Compact. It was the first set of laws or rules that we would have here in the American colonies. They all agreed. They said, this is the way we will conduct ourselves, responsibilities and consequences. Today, on November 21st, 1985, U.S. Navy intelligence analyst Jonathan Ray Pollard made the news. He was arrested. He was accused of spying for Israel. He pleaded guilty in the trial and was sentenced to life in prison, but he was released on parole November 20, 2015. So he spent, what, 30 years in prison. Today, in 1789, North Carolina became the 12th state to ratify the U.S. Constitution. Today, in 1904, motorized omnibuses replaced horse-drawn cars. They called them cars. They were like a buggy, I guess. But anyway, the omnibuses replaced, they were motorized, replaced the horse-drawn cars in Paris today in 1904. I'm sure you were wondering exactly what day that happened. Well, it was today in 1904. Today in 1967, President Lyndon Johnson signed the, the Air Quality Act. That gave $428 million to whomever to fight pollution. Today in 1979, a mob attacked the U.S. Embassy in Islamabad, uh, Pakistan, killed two Americans. Today in 1980, 87 people died in a fire at the MGM Grand Hotel in Las Vegas. And today in 1992... A three-day tornado outbreak that struck 13 states began in the Houston area before spreading to the Midwest, eastern U.S., killed 26 people. I'm sure that was a result of climate crisis. The the inquiry, the impeachment inquiry, the attempt by the far left and the Democrat progressive movement in, in America to reverse the 2016 election and remove the man that was duly elected as president, continues on television. CBS has dropped out. They said nobody's watching, I mean, relatively speaking. So it continues today as David Holmes and Dr. Fiona Hill are on there. They're giving their recollection. It is their moment, really, in the sun. Uh to say that they're not enjoying it would be a stretch, I think, although they're being cast as courageous, patriotic warriors for justice. But um, Dr. Hill said this morning, she said, I'm really concerned, and she said, I was really concerned that a hold on aid that was to Ukraine, they're saying that Trump held the money, 400, 500 million, whatever it is that we give them, plus arms, that he held that trying to force them to bribe them, is what they're saying, to investigate Joe Biden and his son Hunter. Hunter, of course, was getting, I've heard different numbers, between 50 and $80,000 a month from Burisma, which is a very, very corrupt gas company. It's a kind of the national gas company in Ukraine. So this dr fiona hill is is testifying this morning and she's saying that um, that she is very con- was very concerned about it they said were you concerned about it and she said yes i was very concerned about it first of all you know just the the optics of it i think she said in that the president of the united states would be trying to do such a horrible thing something to that effect but then she went on to say she said i was concerned because she said it put it was putting the Ukraine in a very difficult and vulnerable position in defending themselves against Russia. That caught my attention because I thought, I think I've heard of this woman somewhere before I did a little digging. I didn't have to do much, to be honest with you. Do you know that this same woman, Dr. Fiona Hill, that's sitting there saying how concerned she was as a female, I guess, I don't know, about the welfare of the Ukraine, She in 2015, Four years ago, she wrote an op-ed in the Washington Post, which they were, you know, happy to uh, to publish. She was arguing against giving Ukraine any lethal weapons. That's amazing to be. I read the article. I mean, it's not. I didn't read somebody said so. I lo- I found the article and read it. And it it's a very strong case against giving money and arms to the Ukraine. And she's sitting on television this morning saying that Trump was trying to was trying to do a quid pro quo or a bribery, they're calling it now. I mean, she's completely reversed herself in four years of nobody. And I mean, here's little old me sitting out here on the West Coast. If I know this, don't others know it? I don't know. Anyway, that's the backdrop of what's going on, this drama on television. I mean, they're going on and on and on. It's interesting. But um, you just have to wonder how concerned they are about the welfare of Ukraine. I'm thinking it's not so much. But then again, what would we know, us West Coast people? Vice President Mike Pence's office really reacted yesterday to this sunland uh testimony sunland's from out here you know he was born and raised in on mercer island lives in i don't know if he lives in portland or seattle now but he he owns a bunch of hotels in the northwest area several of them and um he is uh, gordon sunland he was giving his uh speech yesterday thoroughly enjoying it as you if you saw any of it you would have noticed but in the course of his testimony he, he was saying things that he thought would be helpful to the Democrats, and he was saying things that he thought would be helpful to the Republicans. It's kind of like, uh, you know, some of my friends are for this, some of my friends are against this, and I'm with my friends. That's the feeling I got from old Gordy Sunlin. But anyway, he said that the vice president, he implicated Mike Pence, and Mike Pence issued this strong rebuke this morning, to Ambassador Sondland's claims, he said, Pence said, any conversation concerning withholding Ukraine aid and Hunter Biden never, underline took place. The vice president never had a conversation with Gordon Sundland, uh, Pence's office said, about investigating the Bidens, Burisma, or the conditional release of financial aid to Ukraine based on, upon potential investigations. And Pence doesn't usually come out that strong, but boy, he was strong on this. So he feels very, very passionate about it, of course. And this would implicate him as well. And he understands that. Washington Examiner said this morning, they said, Trump, when I asked him the open-ended question, what do you want from the Ukraine? Sunlin recalled. His answer was, course, the Washington Examiner, I didn't see this part of it, because I'm not watching hardly any of it. I, I, it's just, I mean, I don't have to explain. Are you watching all of it? Some are, I guess. But anyway, Sunland responded to the question, and his answer was, Trump's answer to me, to Sunland was, I want nothing. I want no quid pro quo. Tell Zelensky just to do the right thing. Well, I suppose you can read into that whatever you want. But anyway, that's a little bit of what's going on in our world today. And they're on television going on and on and on and on. I'll tell you, there's a um, it's the IG that's the in- investigative, it's part of the Judicial uh, Justice Department. And there's an IG report coming out. If you follow the news closely, you've heard that word well. The, uh, when the IG report comes out, then it's going to really bring some clarity to this. I don't know. I mean, I'll be honest with you, but people that I have a lot of confidence in, conservatives that are very close to such things in D.C. and so on, they're saying that the IG report is going to be very important, and they've been anticipating that report has been a two- or three-year episode, and they've been uh, expecting that to be dropped since late summer a few months ago. Well, uh, Senator Lindsey Graham said last night... He said, my committee that he heads up, he said, is going to be questioning uh, IG Horowitz uh, on his report as soon as it comes out. And he said, I can tell you that I have him booked for the 11th of December and for the Senate hearing on his report. So he said, it will drop publicly on December 9th. Those dates are... Only important if you really are following these kinds of things. But I will tell you, there will be, I mean, that word bombshell is always used by this progressive press, the far left press. Everything's a bombshell. Well, if they want a bombshell, this may be it. This guy was appointed by Barack Obama. But the people I know that are clear thinking conservatives say this guy is going to put the truth out there because he doesn't really care anymore. About anything except just doing his job. And so if that's true, I think the truth will set a lot of things free. And I think it may really turn the color of this whole conversation that we're having here in America. So you can put that in the back of your mind. We'll come back to it on, the, on this program and in what we write every day, but just be aware of that, what, what's happening. A man that I never met, but I've certainly come to love and appreciate him, we know him as Paul, the Apostle. In his letter to the Roman church, he started with a greeting. Highly educated man, deeply committed to Jesus Christ. God used him significantly. He wrote oh, nearly two-thirds of the New Testament. Paul starts his letter to the Romans. He says, Paul a bondservant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God. Then he goes on in this first chapter of Romans, this letter to the Romans. He said, in verse 16, what we call verse 16, he didn't call it that. He said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first, also the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, Paul said, the just shall live by faith. In our verse 18, he says, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. In verse 20, and he continues, verse 21, he says, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened, professing, Verse 22 of Romans chapter 1. Professing to be wise, they became fools. Professing to be wise, they they became fools. And changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Therefore God gave them up to uncleanness. Well, what kind of uncleanness did God give them up to? Paul knew you would ask. He said, in the lust of their hearts, to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie, and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. He continues, he said, for this reason God gave them up to vile passions. For even their women exchanged the nat- natural use for what is against nature. Likewise also men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust for one another. Men with men committing what is shameful, and receiving in themselves the penalty of the error, which was due. He goes on to say that even those who approve. I know this is straight talk, but it's not my words, it's God's word. He goes on to say, you could check it out if you haven't read it lately. He goes on to say, In verse 32, who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, all of us are deserving of death because we've sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's why Christ died on the cross, because we couldn't do for ourselves what he had to do for us, because for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever would believe in him wouldn't perish, but have everlasting life. So God did for us through his son, Jesus Christ, what we could not do for ourselves. But Paul writes, who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. And them is a whole list of things that Paul just listed in previous verses. And he attaches it to foolishness, disguised as intellectualism, claiming the truth while being fools. The American Civil Liberties Union, ACLU, every year, I didn't know about this, You maybe you did, but it, I guess every year worldwide, November 19 is the uh, International man's day or men's day. I think it's men, men or man day. And people celebrate it all around the world. I didn't know about it. I, I tried to tell my wife, man, you need to celebrate me today. <laughs> Nothing is planned as far as I know. But anyway, it was Tuesday, November 19th. So you celebrate men's day. That's what it's called. So um, anyway, the Civil Liberties Union, they came out with this thing, um, This statement. It actually came out yesterday. And they said in proclaiming International Men's Day, they wanted to particularly support men who get their periods and men who get pregnant and give birth. What did Paul, oh, Paul called them fools. Men who get their periods are men the ACLU said. I'm looking at their statement here. And in their statement, they quote or make reference to a Forbes contributor. Forbes, I thought Forbes was supposed to manage our money, not our gender. Anyway, Forbes, this contributor, Stephen Frost, he wrote in Forbes magazine in celebration of men, he said, (laughs) He said, whilst an overriding stereotype of the buccaneering cowboy may persist in some minds, most of us can see from a cursory glance of social media that we now run the full gamut from super alpha to super beta, and all levels in between and around. He went on to say, I mean there's more, but he went on to say, gender fluidity challenges more and more the very notion of binary gender divisions and what a man is supposed to be. Now, these are not marginal organizations. Forbes is a recognized financial institution and publication that people read to get advice on how to invest their 10 cents. The ACLU couldn't disagree with them more, but they are significant in this country as far as their influence, and there isn't a a Christian act that they haven't tried to sue or have sued, or a Christian kid that's bowed his head in prayer that they haven't sued. They're a significant part of the activity in our culture. So they are coming out with this thing. I suppose it's being read worldwide. Forbes is very well known. ACLU, I'm sure, are as well. But this is where we are in our culture today, and Paul knew that back then, and he was speaking to the people in Rome for sure. But God preserved that so that we could rehearse it today, and yet people are afraid of Romans chapter 1. I have heard pastors say, friends, I don't know how much of Romans 1 I want to say publicly because we are approaching a time when you can get arrested for preaching that on that topic. Well, I'm sure glad nobody's listening to this program today. <clears throat> I don't want to get arrested for reading God's Word, but that we're approaching that time. I'm I am, I have worked through all that personally, and I won't say more than that, but I, that isn't something I'm concerned about, whatever is, is, but I will tell you this, we are approaching a time when pastors and public speakers and leaders, Christian leaders, they, some of them are taking a look at this and say, boy, I don't know, you know, but we've got to take a look not only at what the Apostle Paul wrote, but at who he was as a person, because he lived in the same kinds of times that we live in today. As American Christians are trying to shake off the stunning revelation that (laughs) Chick-fil-A, the kind of the evangelical banner carrier in the business world, well, we're trying to shake off the revelation that they capitulated to homosexual activists. We're learning that a high school board is pressuring the local fellowship of Christian athletes here in the Northwest, kind of, in Montana. Bozeman, Montana, the Christian athletes, FCA, they're pressuring them to disassociate with the national organization because the national organization are now bigots. Some of the most prestigious, the most highly paid, the most famous athletes in America are members of FCA. I talked about that yesterday at some length and I'm not going to again today, but man, Yeah, this Bozeman High School, and we have listeners in Montana because I hear from you. NBC Montana, KCEI-TV, I presume that's in Bozeman, they're reporting that a group of students at Bozeman High School are expressing their concerns of possible discrimination. Stay with me on this. Possible discrimination to the high school administration over the school's Fellowship of Christian uh, Athletes Club. In the school. The group that's expressing concern about this are all girls. The concern, they say, is that they don't have a problem. I'm quoting them. We don't have a problem with, a, with the Christian Athletes Club on campus. We all think it's a good idea for kids to meet on those grounds. Just their connection to the national organization was something that concerned us. Translated, These indoctrinated kids are saying, we don't mind having the Christians on campus. We just don't want to tolerate their biblical beliefs. Now, check me on that. That's what they're saying. The concerned citizens explained their concern was having to do with FCA's statement of faith. Well, what is their statement of faith? I went to their webpage. I wrote an article on this today at faithandfreedom.us, and I linked this stuff. So I went to their webpage. What their webpage says is... (laughs) Get ready for this. God instituted marriage between one man and one woman as the foundation of the family and the basic structure of human society. For this reason, we believe marriage is exclusively the union of one man and one woman. I've heard that somewhere before. Oh, that's what Chick-fil-A believes, or used to believe. They espoused that until this week when they capitulated I wrote about it yesterday. We talked about it. If you didn't read that, you'll see the article if you go to faithandfreedom.us. This group of concerned girl students say, no, the FCA has never, we don't know of any time they've ever been discriminatory or intolerant or anything toward anyone. We're just concerned that they might be. And they said, we also object to the FCA's purity pledge. So I thought, "Well, well, let's see what that purity pledge says. The Purity Pledge simply says that they will not have sex until they're married to a woman or a man the opposite sex. And they're going to abstain. Boy, that's bothersome, isn't it? Bob Connors is the Bozeman School superintendent. Back in 2008, this came up again, but it wasn't related specifically to the current events. He said, young adulthood is a time when you have a lot of questions about yourself and it's not the school district's place to judge one way or the other because right and wrong isn't the issue. He said, we want to make sure it's an inclusive place where every student is treated the same. Well, that may be his personal belief, but I got to tell you, I can promise you that's not the practice of any public school, government-run public school in the country. If schools are moral neutral, as most of them all claim, Why are thousands of dollars spent and thousands of hours spent to indoctrinate students from K through college on human sexuality using curriculum that's created by homosexual activist organizations? You say, are you sure about that? I'm absolutely sure. They often use the representatives from these homosexual activist organizations, just like they do from Planned Parenthood on the sanctity of life and abortion. They use these activists as stand-in teachers because the schools say we don't have any money and this is free to us and blah, blah, blah. The plan is not to be inclusive. It's to be exclusive to a secular, progressive agenda. Public school environments are only safe and only inclusive to those who go along with the moral and cultural plan. And that is a secular, all-moral kind of thing, except Mr. Connors is about right and wrong because by pushing their secular agenda they are pushing their own religion we've cast the state in the role of an alleviator of bad consequences it's a, it's a it's a religion it's based on freedom from personal responsibility in this secular religion salvation attained by political activism super uh, severe punishment follows those who do not they go to a intellectual hell if they don't embrace this religion secularism it's pervasive in our schools you're paying for it every time you pay your taxes you're paying for this that's what we do and yet the church is so silent it bothers me i wasn't silent when i was a pastor some who were members of the church i pastored the last church i pastored Listen to this program. You know I wasn't, I'm not angry. I wasn't angry. I wasn't out to get anybody. But for God's sake, can't we look at scripture and say it out loud? Or do we live in a day when we can't say it out loud anymore? Well, I'm not there. And I hope you aren't either. Planned Parenthood has almost unrestricted access to your kids while they sit in rows in classrooms and they're being educated. That's what's going on here. Inclusive. So what was the inclusive, fair, equality certified conclusion of this Bozeman School Board? Well, I'll tell you what it is. Here's what they said. This is now, this week. The school district has given the Bozeman High School FCA two opinions. This is the school district, their official statement. Two opinions, options. I'm sorry, not opinions, options. They can disassociate from the national organization, FCA, they can change their name and follow the school district's policy on inclusion or remain with the fellowship of Christian athletes, but no longer be recognized as a school club. That's what inclusion and equality and fairness and religious freedom looks like to the homosexual activists and most of the browbeaten public school administrators in America today. I'll tell you, if biblical Christians do not speak out and speak truth to the culture, who will? Who will do it if you don't, if I don't? Are we not called by Jesus himself to be salt and light? I don't know. These kids have never been accused of any acts, of anything at Bozeman High School. I mean, nobody says anything bad about them. It almost brings up their Savior and his life. Nobody could pin anything on Jesus, but they still crucified him. That same spirit exists today, and that's what we face in our world. And that's why we talk about such things every day on this radio program. Thank you for joining. Thank you for your support. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. We'll continue our conversation tomorrow. We talk about a lot of different subjects. We'll talk about what's happening tomorrow on tomorrow's program. Thanks for being with me, and we will see you right here tomorrow.